Welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. This is episode 202. My name is Chris Britton. I'm your host, and let's go. Dial H for Hero Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all of the latest Hero Clicks singles and sealed products. So check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Joining me in the studio today is my sexy ranch hand co-host Calder Ness. What is going on, Calder? Howdy, howdy. Let's get rowdy. Uh, well, uh, what we are going to do this week, after we get through what made us happy this week, we're going to go through some news. Uh, we got a bunch more dials for um, yeah a, yeah a bunch more stuff for the Infinity set. Um, we got our dial design first hey. dial design that was that's pretty exciting. Go through some community that we're gonna get out of here, but uh, let's start off with what made you happy this week, Calder. Go for it. Uh, one of the best things that made me happy was someone was moving out of their apartments and decided to give me their Captain America Winter Soldier Captain America cardboard cutout, and it's beautiful. And I love it. Oh, that's sweet. So yeah, that's now I've really got my cool. uh, life-size Captain America cardboard cutout, and it's dope. Do you sleep right next to it every night? <laughs> I don't sleep right next to it. I do not. Uh, no, it's in the basement. Do it, you keep it right on the other pillow next to your I, pillow? And then you look at it I lovingly look, I look every night, and you're like, every night. You, is it? It's Cap, right? It's Cap. It's Cap. And cap. then you go, you look at him, and you go, I'm with you till the end of the line, Cap. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I yeah. would do. I don't, I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, you're spot on. You're totally correct. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, is that it? That's all that... Man, I have a Captain America cardboard cat. I'm pretty happy. No, we played some D&D. Had some great rolls and luck there. So that was fun. Uh, yeah. And really, that that's pretty much solidly about it. Okay, uh, I have been ranking up like crazy on Marvel Strike Force. I've been having a lot of fun playing that game. Wasting a lot of my time, actually. Uh, I did get to act, play a game of Hero Clicks with myself. Whoa, Hero Clicks! I know, I know, right? Uh, so, the game was a 3,400 point game of Galactus and every Herald that he has had in the past that they have made a Hero Click of that represented them being a Herald of Galactus. Um, so, end result, and there are pictures of this on our Twitter, is that the Avengers won, and here's why AVX Scarlet, which is double power action that took away Power Cosmic on, like, their whole team, oh, is, is, what, is what wrecked that team. So, uh, Avengers won, it was a lot of fun, it took multiple time, multiple uh, sittings in order to do it, but it was a lot of fun. Um, my dad got to come up from, he's from, he lives in southern Illinois, uh, as you probably know, listening to the podcast, I, list, I live in Indianapolis. He came up and got to visit me uh, yesterday and today, so that's really cool because I don't get to see him except for maybe like twice a year, Ooh. so that was pretty exciting. And then the last thing that made me happy is in an effort to always like try and find something to appreciate DC for, uh, I started reading DC's Metal event. Nice. And I'm about three, four issues in. It's actually really good. Uh, but my brother, uh, he let me borrow like all of his stuff. He is as much into DC as I am into Marvel. 
Oh, so nice. he he's like, you need to read this, and then just handed me a stack of comic books that I kid you not was probably like, I don't know, like eight inches tall. He's like, read all this, you'll appreciate Man. it. Get back with that. That wasn't all metal stuff. It was also uh, Jeff Johns' first volume of Green Lantern. Hey, those are good books. So I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna get into that. So that's what made me happy this week, but. Uh, here at Dial H, we like to bring you up to in, up to date information about the game of HeroClix and other nerd related content. So why don't we get into some news? So as previously mentioned, there are so many Infinity War HeroClix coming out. Dial's getting spoiled all over the place. Scott Porter released his fifth and final. Unboxing video. There's a lot to go through. We are definitely not going to go through all of it, but I know there's one figure you wanted to talk about, Calder. Let's get into that, and then afterwards we will just briefly mention what we're actually excited for in the set without going too far into it, because most of the stuff you guys can just look up and watch and all kinds of stuff online at this point. So what what, what do you want to talk about? Uh, so the figure that was actually spoiled, it was actually spoiled last Two Fridays ago, technically, and I guess every podcast missed it, and it just got, it got shared, like, super late. So I just want to talk about Tony's car really quick. Disappointed. It's a red flying car, just like the S.H.I.E.L.D. car that we saw, and I'm disappointed that it's not Lola. But, you know, it'll always be Lola in my heart. It has Stark Industries' vehicle. 175, 10 points uh, for its starting lines, and then also has six range, one bolt. It has flight and the vehicle defense symbol, like you would expect. Passengers, one. Pilot ability, uh, it's my car after all. Prerequisite, a character named Tony Stark or Iron Man can use shape change. Second trait is very subtle, Tony. When an attack misses Tony Stark's car, roll a d6 on a 5 through 6, remove an action token from it, which is awesome. It has a special damage power on its first five clicks, and then its last two clicks, technically. Its last two usable clicks, anyways. Uh, Half time... Sorry, have to time this move just right. When Tony Stark's car carries one or more characters during a costed action, after resolutions, roll D6, 5 through 6, one carried character can be given a costed action. So it's kind of like the uh, the Green Lantern, the two Green Lanterns from Elseworlds that would do. The coolest part about this car, and a lot of other cars and the vehicles have this in the set, and I absolutely love it, is it's still rolling, which is awesome. Stop when this click is revealed. It's on the very last click of the entire dial. It's like the special defense power, zero combat values. doesn't matter because it instantly gets turned. Roll D6, turn Tony Stark's car to the blue click number equals the result. That is the special terrain dial. So the map bonus is if this terrain can't be placed, so you know the normal rules for special terrain. It can't occupy different elevations, but it can actually be on blah, 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 blah. There's all sorts of cool special terrain rules. Go check them out. And it's going to bring special terrain more into the game than it has been before because before it was like the boxing ring, the Merc Jet, the Wonder Woman jet, and that was it. And now that's going to be a bunch of vehicles, they do awesome stuff. So, map bonus, if the terrain can't be placed, characters modify their defense value by plus one this game. That will probably never come into effect. It is a two-by-two two base, and most starting areas should be able to fit those, but you never know if WizKids makes a map it can't be placed on. Not a starting area. Obviously, it can't be placed in your starting area, but yes, there are some maps that can't have a two-by-two two place. But the cool thing about it is it's still rolling. Use it as cover. Adjacent friendly characters can use ESD, and at the beginning of your turn, you may place the special terrain object into an adjacent square. If you do so at the end of your turn, roll a d6. If the result is equal or less 
then the displayed number, KO, the special train. If not, turn the special train dial to the next blue click number. So if you move it like it's moving cover, it's going to take damage, potentially one-shot KO, and you've wasted 10 points. But for 10 points, if you place it in a good spot on the map, you just gave your entire team energy shield deflection, which is bonkers, and I love it. You know, giving your team energy shield deflection may not sound like that big of a deal, but trust me, it is that big of a deal. That actually came into play in this uh, Avengers in Galactus game that I just played because I was using the cannonball that gives your adjacent friendly characters ESD. Oh, nice. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. You know what's also fantastic? When your uh, Planeswalker Thor has 21 defense from range. Ooh, that's nuts. I love it. Yeah, it was. It was fantastic. So, uh, this, this uh, Tony Stark's car, though... It's pretty fun. I really like the flavor of it creeping across the battlefield and your characters are, like, hiding behind it, ducking for cover. It's so great. Like, y'all just get shot out of the sky, and it's just rolling on the ground. It's cool. I love it. Uh, anything else you want to say about it? Oh, yeah. Uh, I guess to go into the actual dial, it's got super senses. It's got running shot. It has some ESD of its own, but it's mostly super senses, running shot. A little bit of sidestep. Uh, it's got an 11 attack top dial, and the rest is all 10 attacks, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, I like this. I think it's fun. Uh, what I don't like is, is not really much about this particular figure itself. It's more about the dial, or I'm sorry, sculpt use that is uh, in this set, and that's at least five. At least five of the characters that I've seen so far are going to be sculpt uses. Uh, I know you don't really care that much about sculpt use, and we kind of knew that it was going to happen. Oh, yeah. But I just, I don't know. I I think that it's going to go their way, whatever, and it doesn't matter what we really say because it's going to keep happening. So exactly. Whatever. And, you know, sculptures never bothered me too much, especially if you can make the character feel and look different with the sculpture use. Like, in Avengers Defenders War, the Doctor Strange and... Who was the other guy who shared the Doctor Strange one? It was Count Nefaria. That was just like, wow, that's pitiful sculpture use right there. <laughs> like, that was horrible. But All so right, far, well, this looks fine. Yeah, so uh, as far as the rest of the set goes, uh, what else do you want to talk about real quick? What are you looking forward to in this set before we move on in the news? Looking forward to the most in this set, like I am with every set that has Captain America in it, is any and all Captain America figures, just like anything, period. I'm really excited that Captain America is a title character, really disappointed that it's like specifically the Kree War version of Captain America, because... If he was going to get a title character, I was hoping it was going to be like a bounce to one person, have a cool shield ricochet effect, like some really cool title character abilities for Cap. It's, you know, he's cool, and I really like him for 65 points. He's great. I definitely feel like he has a shot at being meta, because A, he's got the cosmic keyword, and he has leadership. There's a lot of abuse there, and he himself has all these sweet abilities for in-cap and incapacitate, and I think in-cap is going to be very popular in the future here coming up. His barrier is insane. I love this Captain America. I love the giant girl that we got. That is, like, the very first Avengers book I ever picked up was this Marvel Adventures series, whatever. And I absolutely loved it. I loved this giant girl. I mean, I know it's not the normal main Marvel universe, but I absolutely loved these books as a kid. They were awesome. So I was very excited for her. And the way she is with her 10 points thing is nuts. And I love it so much. And then, of course, I'm excited for the other Captain America who is a little a little OP. I don't know what they do, but they decide to make the female Captain Americas better than the normal Captain Americas, or maybe that's just me. 
I don't know why they decided to make the title cap a spacefaring cap. Yeah, it's like, weird. That, that, what? I mean, I guess cool, whatever, but there's not a lot of like ricocheting abilities going on and what you would think a Captain America would do. Very true. Yeah. I don't know. But the giant girl, 100% agree on that one. That looks sweet. And also, if you're ever trying to fill points, oh, I need to Ooh. fill 30 points or 50 points or 70 points. Like, here's your go-to figure. It's really cool. Exactly. Oh, she's awesome. So what I'm looking forward to in this set personally is going to be the cosmic beings themselves, Infinity, Eternity, and uh, we got to see the Living Tribunal. And what he does, it's insane. It's awesome. Not, not like super, super powerful, like not meta game-breaking in any way, shape, or form. Don't expect that out of this. It's just fun. It has like five, what are they called, verdicts or edicts? Verdicts. And, y- y- verdicts. You get a... Pick verdicts as the game progresses, and it, it's just you blanketly open or you just openly affect the game permanently with this figure. And they're super awesome. cool and like flavorful. It's awesome. So definitely so, play them in a big point game just for fun because it's sweet. Yeah, that um definitely one of the figures I didn't. I don't want to go into that like on the podcast because we can honestly spend about twenty minutes on that figure alone because oh, there's totally. so much wording. On that card. Like, it's a freaking novel just trying to get through it. So, have fun in time to games in the future playing against someone that has never played against that. Because they're going to be oh. like, uh, what? What does that do? Can I see the card? And then they're going to read the card for ten minutes. And there goes ten minutes of your game. Very true, yeah. So, okay. Well, um, anything else you wanted to talk about in figures? Oh, we got a Giganto. A gig- what is it? The gig- Namor and Giganto is yeah. stupid, crazy cool. I absolutely so it's not to me it's not a great dial, but the sculpt, the fact that WizKids went with this sculpt is insane. I love it. Uh, it's just it, a ginormous whale. It's cool. It looks sweet. I like it. I don't think it's very good, but I I really like the sculpt more than anything. That's definitely one of those sculpts that I want to put next to my Fin Fang Foom and Galactus and stuff like that and just be able to look at it. Oh, for sure. And if you ever seen those, like, really weird old comic memes, he's got the, uh, I shall toot this horn or whatever he's got going on. It's cool. <laughs> Don't tell Doom not to toot. Yeah. toot. Doom toots when he pleases. <laughs> exactly. So, all right. Well, uh, is that everything that you wanted to cover in Infinity? I mean, there's a ton of other stuff I'm excited for. We've got the Cool Guardians, the awesome Nick Fury, the, oh, Richard Ryder. But just to save on time and not just splurge into how amazing I think this set's going to be, we can move on. Okay. Well, we did get an article from businessinsider.com, the 25 worst comic book movies of all time. Now, I do not agree with a lot of this list, but I think Same it here. was so... So some of the stuff is so funny. I will I will actually agree with number one worst one all. One of the things I don't agree with is Green Lantern uh, is only 17 on the list of 25, and it should be way closer to one. The other thing that I or the thing that I do agree with number one is Catwoman. <laughs> I don't know how it that, could have been any other movie. Yeah right. So that one I agree with. But uh, uh, tell me what you agreed with, what you didn't agree uh, with. I disagree with the fact that Lone Ranger was on the list, like, period. Um, and also the movie wasn't that bad, people. Calm down. Like, it wasn't no, good, no, but it, it isn't that bad. 
Not only is it on the list, it's number two. It's number two, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, personally, like, my number two is Superman Returns, the 2005 or whatever, because that, that movie made me hate Superman. So, it, <laughs> it should go on the list, if you ask me. I, okay. I disagree okay. with Kick-Ass 2 being on there. I absolutely yeah, loved, loved yeah. that movie. It was pretty right. I think Justice League should have been closer to the top. That was complete garbage. But for the most part, I kind of agree with a good chunk of this list, except for those few standout parts where I was like, yeah, maybe not. Like, if you've seen Elektra, you know how horrible Elektra is. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's it's god-awful. Oh. But here's another god-awful movie, but you're going to disagree with me here. Uh, Ghost Rider was horrible. I know how much you like it, though. Thing. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> every scene, every scene where it's just Ghost Rider is really, really cool. You take away some of the cheesy effects. Don't forget that Ghost Rider and Sam Elliott with their fire horse were, like, riding in unison, motorcycle on fire, fire horse. That was dope. The end fight scene when he's got, like, the lever action, mare's leg, shotgun, and he's shooting Nightmare is cool. Do not even argue with me. <laughs> Don't. Here's one I disagree with. Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man from 2012 uh, with Andrew Garfield is number 23 on this list. I actually liked that movie a lot. I thought it was pretty good. I do admit the CGI for the lizard was a little uh, – uh, they could have well, made him more – that, that was that was the worst part, honestly, of the yeah. movie. They they could have made him more lizard like. His face but... was so was so human like. His face was. Yeah, well, I don't know why they did that. Uh, Spider Man Three is number twenty five. It should have definitely been lower on the oh, list. Oh, for sure. And this is coming from a Sandman fanboy. It it was a bad movie. It was bad. Okay. All right. Well. Go and read that if you are interested. We did spoil a lot of that, but some of it's just interesting to see what their little uh, the reasons why that they gave these movies the number that they gave these movies. Uh, the next on our list article from CBR.com is something that might actually interest quite a few of the DC fans out there if you are not up to date on comic books, and that is going to be the introduction of a brand new lantern color. And this blew my mind, because it doesn't make any sense, really, but it's comic books, so might as well. Uh, they are going to make ultraviolet into a lantern core spectrum color. So the first lantern that is going to be a, an ultraviolet lantern is going to be Jon Stewart. And I was talking to my brother with this. I asked him, why, why are they doing this? And I... I'm not joking, so just just to reiterate, he's a huge DC fan. He looks at me and goes, you want to know why? Because they needed something to do with Jon Stewart. They have no idea what to do with him in the comics right now. I was like, okay, okay. So that that's about all the information that we got on it. It's debuting in Justice League, not its own. Um, Justice League number three by Scott Snyder, uh, and that that's about it. And we got a new symbol. I sincerely doubt we will ever get another lantern out there with the color spectrum and the constructs and stuff like that. But possibly in the future, probably in the future, we will get some ultraviolet lanterns. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, what, why, why stop there? I cannot wait for the Argyle Lantern Corps. That's going to be a fun read. Uh, <laughs> you know, all sorts of... I don't get the ultraviolet thing at all. I just... You could say I don't see why, but I'm... But I don't know. It's it's so weird. 
Um, I, I don't understand how he's not invisible. Yeah. It's not like we can see ultraviolet light. Maybe maybe all his constructs are ultraviolet, and the artist gets to save a ton of time on drawing. You're just like, I think it, yeah, like, he's got constructs or whatever. We totally. can't. We can't, but there are animals in the animal kingdom that can see ultraviolet light. I believe that an octopus is one of those oh, animals. Oh, so, so you're like, saying Peace Boy is going to kick Jon Stewart's butt. No. Yeah, yeah, there's like certain characters that can see him, but uh, everyone else sees invisible. So I fully expect there to be... Do you remember those old dials that were literally just um, bases? Like just bases. Invisible yeah, girl, girl, yeah. And it was like super funny. They're well, so small. Oh, you can't see them. Yeah. <laughs> no, th- Clearly, you can see him in this picture that oh, they yeah. have provided. They've got a new lantern symbol for him all drawn up and stuff like that. There's, It's actually a comic book cover, uh, so you can check this uh, out and see your brand new Jon Stewart uh, <laughs> ultraviolet lantern. So there's that. Let's move on. Uh, last thing in the nerd-related content is we got the final trailer for Deadpool 2, which unleashed a brand new meme on the internet, which is Peter. And if you don't know what we're talking about, there's a dude in this trailer. His name is Peter, and he just apparently somehow joins this version of X-Force, and he has no powers that he claims to... In, in the trailer, it looks ridiculous. It looks hilarious. And I see at a brief moment... Uh, looks like Deadpool teabags uh, Mr. Cable there. Mr. 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 Cable, yeah. Yeah, Thanos. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, it does look really cool. Um, as always, we will link all of the articles and the video for YouTube in the podcast show notes, so you can check those out. Is there anything you wanted to show or talk about? Uh, in this Deadpool trailer before my My favorite part of the Deadpool trailer is when he goes and he cuts that bullet in half. That's very reminiscent, completely stolen from the greatest X-Men movie ever, uh, Wolverine X-Men Origins. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, obviously. And then he, uh, then Cable lets off a ton more bullets, and he, he obviously doesn't cut them all in half. He's like, huh, huh, bullets are fast. That, that was great. That was hilarious. <laughs> my favorite line in the trailer was, oh, you're so dark. Is this the DC universe or something that like that? I was like, that's a nice jab at DC. That's fun. So. Let's just meet in the middle and say it isn't. <laughs> so good stuff. Um... All right, the last bit of news that we have in the news, and this has been a long, long time coming, but it's finally here, ladies and gentlemen, and that is the release of the Dial H decal. We, I did it. I finally triumphant music. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, we probably have something in on this soundboard for that, but uh. seriously, I. We have it done. I, I'm gonna put some pictures in, on Twitter so you can see what it looks like. Um, when I print these out, uh, you, I'm going to leave a little bit of edging on it so you can cut it however you want and slap it onto whatever you want. Uh, a couple things that I've noticed about it is, uh, one, d- don't get it wet. <laughs> um, don't that's feed a bad it after idea. midnight, etc., etc. Uh, yeah, don't, don't do that. Uh, but if, uh, so we got a few people out there that we owe decals to, so... Uh, I'm going to get a hold of you, and I'm going to need addresses if you have not given us addresses that we, we can send them to you. If you would like your very own first Dial H decal swag to slap on your tackle box or whatever you want to slap it on, not your car, like I said, <laughs> don't get it wet. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, what we're going to do is we're going to put a PayPal link in the show notes, and then you can just jump on that. Um 
you can't what we're gonna do is we're gonna sell them for six bucks that is gonna include the shipping so PayPal six bucks to me directly give me your address and I will send those to you I don't know how much it costs to send internationally all right so I need to figure that out real quick uh, and there are some international uh, listeners that may want those for sure. There are some international listeners that we already owe decals <laughs> to. So I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to end up spending like $16 just to st send one envelope through the mail. But if you, wanna, if you don't want to jump onto our Patreon, uh, you do want to support the podcast, you do want something to uh, rock the name brand for us, just, uh, yeah, get yourself a decal. Do it. They, they look, look beautiful. They look pretty sweet. I, I like I like them, but uh, that, that's maybe a little bit biased and skewed. So let's move on to the next segment in the podcast, and this is something that we brought up two episodes ago. We are well into our first dial design. Yeah, the first Back week of the dial design is has been kicked off really well. I'm loving the creativity we're seeing on all the dials, and we're going to get ready to grade them. Later this week, and then we'll give you this week of a little bit of a break, and then hit you with the last, the final, what do you want to call it, mission of the month, the last uh, uh, assignment, assignment. I think that's what we named it. Yeah. yeah, yeah uh, so, so I would say that we had a pretty decent turnout for the first dial design. We got nine entries in there, which it's better than no entries, so thank you. Thank you, all of you that actually participated. Uh, very briefly, I wanted to talk about some of these that I just really, really enjoyed. Um, the, my favorite one, uh, just for the hilarity of it, is going to be The Mask. Um, oh, yeah. If you didn't know, this week's assignment is based off of uh, characters from movies. and said comic book characters. Well, Mask actually is a comic book character. Most people don't know that. But I, I can't remember. Did comic books come out? After the Mask movie came out for the Mask, or was it vice versa? I do not remember. I thought it was after, but I could be wrong. Regardless, there there are <laughs> comic books of the Mask. I think that's super funny, and this Mask dial is just so great. The um, the flavor text on the powers are by far the best thing about it. So I, that was my favorite that I read. Um, before I actually started act going into uh, scores that I gave for the rules that we that gave out and the parameters, what was your favorite? My favorite. I mean, come on. It it's a little bit of a tie between Howard the Duck and Super because I love both those movies, but I kind of got to give it to Howard the Duck. That was definitely my favorite. I mean, the Crimson Bowl, excuse me, but that was definitely my favorite. I, I love Howard the Duck. It, it's a great movie. Okay, that was a bit. I that was wrong. I love Howard the Duck. I think it's a great movie. Sorry, that's a more correct statement. <laughs> I, th I think it's a great movie, but I'm not really yeah. sure. Okay, well, that's all I got on dial design. Do you have anything else on dial design? No, I just I want to say, everybody, keep up the amazing work, and I think you guys are really going to enjoy the next week's assignment. It'll be a lot of fun, and yeah, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for playing. Yeah, you guys did a really good job on those. I'm not going to lie. It was really cool, really fun to read a lot of those. And I'm looking forward to seeing a bunch more in the future. So that'll be pretty sweet. Um, let's move on to uh, the fact that Dial H works off the value for value model here. Uh, we Our goal is to entertain you. So if you feel like we give you value in your life, consider showing us some love while leveling up your heroic rank and earn yourself a heroic title. 
Uh, Heroic Rank Level Ups take place at the first episode of every month or following your donations from PayPal. And don't forget that your names and titles appear in the show notes for the months that you contribute to the community as you are producers of the podcast. We appreciate all of you that are producers of this podcast. And uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, as far as titles, we'll get into those in the community. So let's just um, let's get into the community. And by the way, if you do just want to um, get like a one-time rank or anything like that, instead of jumping onto the every month donation from Patreon, that's how Patreon works. You can do that. It's going to be the same uh, PayPal as what you would for the decal. So, however you want to help contribute to the podcast, you can get a rank and all kinds of stuff. But let's jump into community. There are dozens of us. Dozens! So, as always, Dial H puts a question up on Twitter, Facebook, and usually on Reddit. Uh, just Community Tuesday's question. And the question this week was, what was your favorite, what is your for favorite format to play? Uh, what do you wish you could play more of? And then I listed out a few different formats in the game of Heroclix that you can play because... I believe it was last episode we were talking about that the real value of this game, I think, in my opinion, is going to be the random weird formats and just not taking the game too seriously and stuff like that. But before we get into the answers, Carter, what's your favorite format? My favorite format is like when you decide to play something that's like not conflict at all, right? So you say, I want you to make a team based off a movie, but it can't be a conflict movie. And that leads to some amazing teams. Uh, somebody once did a March of the Penguins movie that was narrated by Morgan Freeman. <laughs> so it was Lucius Fox from the Batman movie set and a bunch of different penguin figures. I thought that was hilarious. I once made a team based on like TV shows or any games that are just really, they aren't like the normal, right? So make a team based off like St. Patrick's Day or Christmas or Valentine's Day. Those are really fun. Making teams based off like uh, music. Some people have like, make a team based off a song. So I once played a bunch of Doomsdays just on a team, and it was glorious. I love it. So any games that are just as wacky as possible, making teams based off the most random stuff and trying to find characters that represent it, those are my favorite games to play. Chris, yourself? I have two really, really favorite ones. The first I've mentioned a bunch of times on the podcast, and that's actually going to be boss battles where you have – it's uh, going to be multiple people, as in more than two – and you're going to have a big boss with a big old point total like uh, your Galactus 1,800 points. And then say you have – this is a good way, by the way, if you have an odd number of people to play the game. So if you have an 1,800-point Galactus and two other people and you don't want to have an odd man sitting out doing nothing, you can have them build two 900-point teams, teams, divide up the number of uh, actions so it's an equal amount, and then you just have – uh, one person run one 900-point team, another person run the other, and then the other person run your Galactus. And then it's like you have two teammates that are working together. So it's kind of fun because you can get uh, theme teams that are going on and get – it's like dividing up a big team into a small team and maintaining uh, theme team keywords while running completely different theme teams. So, like, for example, if you – in that scenario, you'd have, like, Galactus versus – the Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy, so both of the teams would still have their theme props. So that's fun. I like that. And the other one is just very basic, running off of comic book covers. Make a team Ooh, based off of a fun. comic book cover. I, I think that's fun. I think that's accurate, and th it makes you use characters that you wouldn't always use, except for that one guy that always shows up at those events, and he's like, 
well, there's this one comic book that has 75 characters on the front of it, so I just decided to use that one so I can play the same cheese that I always play. Okay. Or, like, well, Don't do one that. good cover was, like, the Deadpool marriage issue cover, which had, like, every character in the Marvel Universe you could that's think of. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's it's like, talking oh, about. come like, on, man. That's not, that's not cool. Um, but any other thing than that, yeah, it's like, oh, hey, here's one with Squirrel Girl, and she just happens to be, I'm just making this up, she happens to be on the same dial, or uh, same cover as, like, Spider-Man and Flatman or something, you know, <laughs> then you get to use Spider-Man on, on a Great Lakes Avengers team or something like that. Totally. So that's, that's fun. But let's get to the answers from our community. Let's start on Facebook. Calder. All right. This is me, like, very lately, like, oh, I just realized the first answer is by Patreon. I got to pull up the Patreon sheet so I remember everybody's name. Blah, 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 blah. Hey, Chris, you want to hit me the first one on Twitter as I load my notes? Absolutely. We've got Eric the Red. Uh, I believe Eric the Red is actually one of the people that I owe a uh, decal to, so I'll hook you up, man. Uh, he said, I almost exclusively play three-player battle royales. The positioning is kind of a pain. And then he asked for some um, other three-player ideas, which I was more than happy to provide. And you can always check out uh, our brief back-and-forth conversation that we had on Twitter. All right, sweet. Uh, just really quick to get into it. Every time I hear Eric the Red, and this is going to be really fast, guys. I know a guy. I know a brother of a girl. I know guy whose name is Eric, but he's got red hair, and everybody calls him Eric the Red, and for a very short time on the podcast, I'm like, does he listen to my podcast? And then it turns out he doesn't even know what Heracles is, so we got that figured out. But I was like, very, very sketchy in real life for a very, for a what, hot moment. Whatever. It's, <laughs> a, it's the same guy. He's playing dumb. Maybe he is. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> he's trying to impress girls, and, and you keep asking around groups of girls. and Probably do. Yeah, that's what uh, So, Vigilante. Lucas Von Holland. Gotcha there, bud. Gotcha. Uh, 300 Modern is what he's been accustomed to, but 400 Rock Age Limited was stupid fun. It is fun. I, I really like Limited as well, like that. Uh, Jacob Marcus said 300 Modern is my favorite, but other than that, he likes just to play Lord of the Rings. And I have to say, I never got around to play Lord, playing Lord of the Rings when they were out. That was during one of my hiatuses from, from Heroclix. But I've played against them using other hero clicks, and it's just not fair. They have not aged well. Ooh, yeah. William Vicky, 400 Limited, because screw ID cards and retaliators and resources. Just you, me, and the stuff on the table. Mono and mono. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Uh, we got... I, he, he named himself Thor, but it's King Ming 225 said, Barrier slash King of the Hill. Um, he did not get around to answering my question. My question was, um, do the walls close in as, as the map is, it gets smaller and stuff? Because I think this is like Shock the Turtle, maybe? Except you don't get hurt, it's just squares you can't occupy. Yeah, it just, it just, push, yeah, it just pushes the map closer in, I think. So I hope he can get back on Twitter and explain that a little further. Absolutely. Uh, Paul and Daniel Groff. I will clear my schedule to play Kill It, Keep It, Battle Royales. Ooh. <laughs> okay. I don't think I've ever played that. But I... Neither have I, but that sounds awesome. And oh. scary if you pull a chase. True. Uh, Cody Williams said, my favorite is simple theme team stuff. I've only done boss battles once. Would really like to try that more. Well, Cody, you know how to get a hold of me, and... 
I would love to use my Fin Fang Foom or Galactus more than I have. Or Zoran the Tester. I've got that going. I've got Serpent. If you want to play a really fun boss battle, by the way, I really like running this team. All of the uh, Worthy from Fear Itself, but I added a little twist to it because there's three versions of the Serpent. Right? Oh, yeah. And I don't mean the dials. I mean, you like, mean like, there's the old, old man and one. Old man. And then yeah. bull. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I added this, like, little rule where you start off in the scenario that we've created here with the old man one. And then when he gets KO'd, you just replace him with the uh, Borson. Yep. Uh, with Cole. And then when he gets KO'd, full blown turns into the serpent at top. Oh, it's so. Nice. It's really fun, and it turns the map. We You have to adjust a bunch of rules to make this work, but it, it makes a bunch of sense when you're actually playing it. So if you're, any, if you're in the Indianapolis area and you want to play a really big boss battle with me, um, I would love to sit down with you, of course. Awesome. James Peters, 200 points, nothing over 50 points. If you have ever played this, it is really it's stupid fun. <laughs> okay, I did, I did, I feel like it would just run a bunch of my X Men from not Xavier School though. What was the other one? That uncanny, bunch of uncanny X Men. Thank you, thank you. That's why you're my co-host. Hey. Uh, we got Citizen Collectible. It said honestly, I like any format that allows me to play comic accurate teams. Though I will say that I seem to fare the best in sealed. HeroClix games are a one to two times a month treat nowadays with a baby so i tend to play a lot of battle royales which is just fine with me i can see where that would be a time sink and just about the game of hero clicks have you ever noticed that some people are just turned off from the game of hero clicks for the amount of time for uh setting up a game and tearing down a game there's there's a lot of time i can see why throwing down the map if you have big teams you have to adjust where you put them on your starting areas and stuff like that there's a lot to it Dan Davis, usually I play 300 sealed, but home games can go from anywhere with anything. Giggity. <laughs> All right. Uh, Greg Miller said, I prefer 300 modern since we don't play it much around here. Shock the Turtle is the worst. See, I really like Shock the Turtle. I think it's, it's funny fun. because it's awesome. you, you can't take it seriously, and then it's always a mad dash to the middle of the map. So there's, there's the pro of you're not going to get hit by the wall. But then there's the major con of if you're in the middle of the map and you're playing against, like, three other people, then you're a target, like, super quickly. So there's a lot of positioning and stuff like that as far as the format goes. It's fun. And then bury the crap out of yourself to protect yourself in that format. No, it's awesome. I, I do love it. Michael Turner, epic point build. So we can just bust out the big guns. I love it. Epic? What, like anything other over, was it 400? Anything over 400 is an epic game, technically, I believe. Uh, yeah. We, so in agreement with that is going to be Little Plastic Superheroes just says 500 golden. You start getting into some crazy stuff in 500 golden, by the way. Fun fact, you can put the feet, I think it's called Shellhead on Galactus. And it says something along the lines of, if anybody has two action tokens, they get, like, plus two defense. Guess who always has two action tokens because they have Colossal Stamina? Ooh, Galactus. That's what's up. 
So top dial is like 22 defense. Oof, that's, that's going to be some borderline impossible stuff to get past. Why do you do this, Chris? Why do you do that to someone? It's super funny, and I enjoy it. <laughs> uh, Brian Bowling, 400 modern. I love the freedom that you have in the format. Yeah, there's a lot to it, a lot to it. Uh, Coach Steph said, I really like sealed matches. Puts everybody on the level playing field. I'd like to play some RPG-style campaign games. Now, that's actually a really cool idea. I would love to do more of that, and I wish someone around here would, like, set up that so you get your RPG in, but it's also like you're at least using your hero clicks, even if you're not using your hero clicks how they want you to use your hero clicks. Totally. I I know I played, like, two RPG games. I mean, just, like, just two sit-down games, and they were stupid fun. They were great. I know a ton of people in a city on the other side of the state, obviously, that did a bunch of RPG games, and... From what I understand, they loved it. They sort of play it like D&D or whatever, you know? It's cool. Very cool. Besides, add zero clicks. That's awesome. We already got maps. You don't have to squiggle on a board to make dungeons or whatever, right? Yeah, that's true. Um, Malcolm Rush. If I had any clicks, anything would be great. But uh, since I don't, I cannot play. Sad. And I do feel sad. But roll 20, Malcolm. I'm telling you. You're going to love it. Is he saying he doesn't actually own any hero clicks over in Japan? That's what I yeah, that's what I'm getting from it. Like, how do you interesting? I don't know if he just doesn't if it costs too much to get hero clicks over there or or what it is. I don't know. Well I know I know he's mentioned multiple times that there's no product for sale over there, but I would have figured that he would have taken some from the States with him or had some shipped to him from the States. It's probably like $85 to ship something to Japan, though. Ah, uh, yeah, it's probably dumb expensive. All right, well, we have an answer from Vigilante and superfan Seth Aaron, who has one of the grossest Twitter names this week, a warm bowl of oh, mayonnaise no, don't say soup. It. <coughs> oh, I saw that. <laughs> uh. Uh, he said 300 to 400 modern would be my favorite. I try to always use a theme, though. Colossal games are fun. 900 points. No one under standard burst symbol allowed. So, do you just hate tiny figures? Is that what's going yeah, on? Yeah, I think he's sizest, honestly. Are you are you hating on my Ant-Man? Because that's not okay, Seth. Not cool, Seth. Just not cool, man. Christopher Smotherman. My favorite is the D&D or A-Team type scenarios, where you must include characters to emulate certain archetypes. Like a knight or any tanky type must have a sword in hand or charge blades. An archer or a sniper with ranged powers or, you know, a bow or a gun or something like that. A wizard or a tech guy. Outwit, prop, perplex, barrier, smoke cloud. And a cleric or medic. Support or TK top dial. I have a really hard time building teams like this. So I might have to disagree a little. Just because I can never, like, make a theme team out of this sometimes. And it drives me insane. I like that idea, though. Although, I will say, I feel like every time I needed to fill a role for Archer, it would always be Hawkeye. Yeah. yeah. And then also Arwen. Shout out to IndieClix. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, we have an answer from Citizen. Michael Miller said, I think my favorite is Colossal Fight. 1,000 points, 600 of which must be Colossals. That sounds exactly the kind of stuff I'd be into. Very nice. Sarge, ooh, yeah, I'm not going to say your last name. I'm sorry, man. 
500 Morden. I love how he messed up the R there. Sorry, he likes 500 Modern. No, Morden is it's, its own format. Oh, yes. You didn't know that? I, I had no idea. I did not know about Morden Age. <laughs> Morden Age. Uh, we have Heroclix1 said, I love scenarios and 600-plus point games. I wish I played more of both Capture the or of both capture the flag is also fun. Now, I got me wondering, do you have to like set rules on speedsters and capture the flag? Like nobody with hypersonic speed is allowed because at that point I would just run 20 speed old school. Was it from Infinity Challenge or something? Uh, Golden Age Flash. A capture the flag game that would probably this would be the rule I would put on it is nobody over like 10 speed would make it like really super balanced. Okay. That's what I would do. Obviously, some people would probably be like, no, nah, man, what are you insane? Okay. And David Logan. Bizarro matches. Oh, I love these. Uh, he went, uh, we, when we want to slow down the crazy, we'll sometimes ban anything with Bizarro in the name. Because there are some Bizarros that would be kind of crazy in Bizarro matches, as they kind of should be, though, to be honest. I love Bizarro matches. There are characters like uh, that big blue guy from the old Captain America set who's amazing in Bizarro matches. I, I absolutely I love him. Oh, it's great. I don't want to run. I, I want. I don't want to do this, but I feel like I would probably do this. Do you remember Black Swan? I absolutely do not. I'm sorry. She was from the Avengers Assemble set, I think. That was her name, right? Black Swan. She's got that dumb power that no one ever managed to trigger unless you're playing a Bizarro game that says if she's, like, the last character on your field and she's on that click, you win the game. Oh, seriously? Huh. That's yeah, you, you just keep her in the back and hide her and then run all your people up and commit suicide real quick with your guys and, and you win. So well, <laughs> I feel like everyone will be like, gotta kill Black Swan real quick. I had no idea. We got an Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we got an answer from Chris Kurtz. Said scenario play, recreation of, uh, re I'm sorry, recreation of classic comic showdowns. I want to do more of that, honestly. That, uh, that was me sweet. saying that. Oh, not yeah. him. Yeah, I, I want to be like, let's do some like Spider-Man versus Green Goblin stuff or Batman versus Joker stuff. I'd be all into that. <laughs> that would be awesome. Mmm, uh, see, this is the idea. again, because I'm going crazy, Chris. Citizen! Man, Bach O'Brien. There you go. I got it. 500 point Golden Age Limited. Named theme team only. I'm looking for fun. Comic accurate battles. That's what we like here. Uh, the last answer that I have on Twitter is going to be from Jay Sands in 500 point with resources. I think a lot of people would not like that. <laughs> I always want to run the utility belt. Ooh. All right, Eli Miller. I really wish the scenarios were a little bit more practical for hero clicks. I have found a few, but some of them take a lot of work to make happen. Plus, some of them are outdated for modern pieces. I kind of agree. <clears throat> Do we have three people with the last name Miller that listen to our podcast? Mm, I think so. <laughs> Eli, Michael, and yeah. Greg? Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. At my local gaming store, oh, I'm sorry, we're moving over to Reddit. This is ZStrong24, said, at my local gaming store, it's pretty varied, but leans far more casual than competitive, so I'd like to see more competitive builds. Not necessarily top meta, but just the use of resources, possessors, ATAs, etc. 
I agree and disagree. I like using what they have made in the game, of course, to, you know, if they made it, I want to be able to use it sometimes. But also, ATAs are, con- they're not confusing. It's just easy to forget that they exist. Oh, very true. I can't tell you how many times I've put ATAs on my team and then made it three-fourths of the way through the game, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, I should have been using that, and then I forgot that it was there. Uh, I kind of agree. David Herberger. <clears throat> Decapitated is a fun scenario. Critical hit is automatic KO, no probs. Critical miss, self KO, no probs. That is an insane game. I've I've also heard that called Vorpal uh, Vor- before. What? So Vorpal, but it's the same thing. <laughs> Where so. in the world are they getting that from? But okay. Uh, Vorpal. Like Vorpal swords from uh, Dungeons and you play Dungeons and yeah, Dragons. Yeah, but I'm not that not good what? at it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you need to tell your DM you need to get a Vorpal sword, and if you don't, then you're committing uh, player suicide. Yeah, in the there game. you go. You would hate me. Do it. You won't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bentley82 said, 1,800-point game so I can use my Dr. Manhattan. Oh, oh my God. That is one hero click I have never had the privilege of playing against. I say privilege now, but I know after I got done playing it, I'd be like, well, I never want to do that again. Oh, probably. Citizen Christian Bogan. Being relatively new to the game, I enjoy 400-point modern games. It gives you room to play with and a more powerful piece and fill in the rest of your team with some pretty stellar support and secondary attackers. Boss battles would seem like a lot of fun, too. Also, thanks for getting me hooked on Marvel Strike Force. Oh, yeah! (laughs) Uh, So, okay. Real talk here about Marvel Strike Force. I'm doing what I can. I'm in an alliance now, but I would realistically like to have an alliance with a lot of the Dial H community as part of the alliance. I think that would be super fun. So, um, Mr. Bogan, why don't you hit us with your in-game name? And then I'll I'll see as soon, because we're trying to weed people out of our alliance now. And then we can fit more of our listeners into the alliance. And Perfect. I think that that'll be really fun eventually where we're like, because it's 24 people in an alliance total. And then and then I'm like, yeah, well, 12 of us are Dial H community, so whatever. That would be awesome. <laughs> so, okay. Moving on, Magnus Cthulhu said 400 point limited is my favorite format by far. So to comment on that, and then also what Mr. Bogan said is uh, – I just want to run 400 points of turtles because it's easy to do. So true. And they're sitting right in front of me, and I love it. So. Uh, last one we got on Facebook is uh, Ronnie Alcaster Weenland. Favorite format is just to have fun. Oh man, you're really speaking my heart right there. I wish I could play more Rock Age, bot, you know, and boss battles. Heck yes, I'm gonna put some of these together and love to see back in 2008. King of the Hill. I mean, how do you play that? I'm getting this late. Maybe I'll get it in time. So, yeah, he messaged eight hours ago. He was really hoping to get it in, and he got it. Plenty of room. Trust me, King of the Hill's fun. You want to explain that, Chris, or do I got it? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. So what you do is uh, cordon off a, a decided area in the middle of the map. Usually people throw down, like, special markers, or I've seen people put down, like, pencils on the lines. Hmm. And... Uh, you have a turn order like normal and you at the end of the round so the round including making sure that everybody gets to go 
um, at the end of the round for every character that is inside of that little uh, cordoned off area, you'll get a point for each character. And then you're, n you're not really trying to KO characters, although you are inside of, like, you're not getting points for it and or anything like that. You're trying to get to a certain number of points. So you could set it at, like, 25 points or something like that or 15 or whatever you want to set it at. And then at the end of the round, it's like, okay, we check how many people are on the inside. Uh, okay, this guy got three points, you got four points, etc. Here's the thing. Uh, it's a little unbalanced on turn order because the last person to go generally has a, a little bit of an advantage. Because you could like pulse wave right before the beginning of the new round, and you can take out like pogs and stuff like that, and or, or you could generate pogs and get whatever. So that's a little unbalanced. Um, and then I've also seen where people have respawn rules. Hmm. So the second your character gets KO'd, you actually just put them right back in your starting area because you're going to a total number of uh, points earned from the king of the hill, not from the characters being KO'd. So, as with all formats in this game, you can pretty much just make up the rules to the best of whatever your local gaming shop wants you yeah, to do so or, or whatever. If you just want to so play King of the Hill and say the rules are you got to stand around with you and three other buddies and drink beer by the by the highway, I mean, that's that's your King of the Hill. You know, that works for you. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, okay, well, you are done on Facebook. I right? am. Okay, so I'll rattle off the last few that I have on Reddit. Uh, let's start with Deadpool7 said, For home games, I'm a sucker for 300 modern. I don't mind pushing that to be a little higher sometimes, but I tend to stick to that. For my local gaming store games, though, I vary uh, this like crazy. Every game has a certain aspect or theme to it. We never do regular 300 modern events. I'll usually keep the points low because of the newer kids that I have to play that don't have that many that don't have money for pieces. So big 600 to 700 point games just force them out. So that is oh. something I wanted to address. Um, I don't think that there should ever be a situation in the game of HeroClix where newer players don't have access to your old stuff. Oh yeah, because. Sure. The the thing about HeroClix is we all collect them. It's been known as plastic crack for years now, for probably a decade I've heard it called that, uh, at least. Um, we all end up with these gigantic, I mean, unless you're one of those people that is very diligent about getting rid of your collection, which kudos to you for being one of those people, but of the majority of us that just end up with boxes full of hero clicks that they don't use, don't care about, j just give them away to people, you know, especially new players. Cause if you're like, Hey, I have all these old hero clicks. I, I don't need them. Do you want them? And someone's going to go, Oh my God, the people in this community are awesome. They give me free stuff all the time. Yeah. Then yes. Then yeah, they're going to like the game and they're going to want to keep coming back. So, I, I don't think that just because someone doesn't have enough pieces to add up to a 600, 700 point team that you don't have that point value in your gaming shop. Like that's to me, that's not okay. <laughs> you should always be able to make 700 points. So uh, we got Sketch Panic said anything goes. Casual is pretty normal for the group I play with, and it's a blast. Sometimes 1v1, 2v2, 3v1, etc. Possibilities of teams and games are nearly endless. Well, that's honestly one of the best parts about this yep. game, I'd say, is 
is the the formats are endless the the team totals are endless and whatever so that's really great um this is a new answerer nadro j la horazi b that's a name uh, I'm really excited to do some one versus whole team battles with some of the Colossals from Avengers Infinity. Uh, yeah, no, those are great. Those are a lot of fun. And the last one that we got from Adosa Buckley said, uh, high point with limited actions, like 1,000.5 actions, is a lot of fun. Getting to use some real beasts without having to worry about them getting too swarmed. I also really like doing 300 or 400 point C-U-R only. The CUR only format is great for the the people in your community that don't have a lot of money to go and spend on plastic crack. So that's great. It really allows it opens up the format for a level playing field for them. That's awesome. And then before they changed the rules back, uh, well, not back. They just changed it again. It went from one action point one action. Uh, for every 100 point yep. of the build total rounded up to a maximum of five actions to a maximum of 10 actions. So I think they changed that ba- that to the final version of what we see now on purpose. 10 and this having just played this 3400 point game the other day, 10 seems much more reasonable to me. Running five actions total on a team, yeah, it's really easy to keep track of your action totals, but you don't feel like you're accomplishing much on your team at all, and the majority of your team is just standing around doing nothing. So it feels dumb, honestly. Yeah, for sure. So, okay, that is all I had on the community. That was a lot to get to. Awesome. But thank you, everybody, that gets on to Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, and... Answers all of our questions. We really appreciate that. The community wouldn't be here without you. So. Yeah, absolutely. I know I look forward to seeing everybody's answers every single week. They're always super diverse. It's great. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, that's why we, we try to put uh, questions out there that allow for creativity rather than just questions like, do you like this or not? And if the answer is very binary, yes or no, or your options are only like one, two, or three, I don't like those kind of questions. So be as creative as you guys want to be. That's that's what I'd say. And we're always going to try to allow you to be that way because that's just what we do here. So, sure. Um, we don't have any birthdays this week. Uh, I, I'm beginning to think anybody, like no one out there has birthdays. No way. There's always birthdays, right? No one has any birthdays this year. It's crazy. So uh, if you do have a birthday or if you have someone in your life, that means something to you you want to give a shout out to on the podcast or if there are local players that play at your gaming shop or judges or anybody that you want to get them hooked on dilates for hero clicks uh you can give them a shout out we'll give them a an arabian happy arabian birthday and uh i just i think it's been a while since we've gotten to hear it so i Oh, it, I, ca- I kind of want to play it. Hit me with because, it. Hit yeah. me with it, man. All right. Oh, you know well, what? what? I, you no, I'll go right into it. I had two friends whose birthdays were last week. That would be Tarika and Rose. So this is for them. Oh, well, happy birthday, Tarika and Rose. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. 
It's been so long since I've heard that that I, I actually started uh, laughing myself. Yeah. So, Lord. okay. Well, that's what you get to hear if you have a birthday that you can throw us on Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Uh, we have daily calendar entries for comic book trivia on Twitter. So if you want to join Twitter, you can get those. It's just fun stuff to help you guys get through the week. And I think it's entertaining. And I'm going to keep taking pictures of my calendar that I have at work. So whether you read it or not, it's going to be there. <laughs> Uh, nice. um, okay, uh, last thing I want to say is you can follow us on Twitter at Dial H for HeroClicks. That's the number four. Uh, you can search us out on Facebook. Just search Dial H for HeroClicks. Or you can he email us at Dial H for HeroClicks at gmail.com if you want to get a hold of us for things like, uh, I don't know, you want to talk about team builds or anything like that. You guys can ask us help on upcoming formats or anything like that. We like to help you guys out because, I mean, you're part of our community. We're here to entertain you guys and help you out and all the kinds of stuff. So that's all I got. You got anything else, Calder? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, go ahead and message me on Facebook if you want to hear more of my Legend of Zelda fan fiction. Uh, no one's taking me up on that offer yet, and it's really, really broke my heart, guys. I got to tell you. Still doesn't exist. Sarcasm, but hey. <laughs> if, if you ask it, I will write it. If, if there's a the dying The only fan fiction I, I actually expect from you is like Ranch Hand. There's some fan ranch fiction. hand fanfic. You got to read my my D and D character backstory. That's some ranch hand fan fiction right there. <laughs> All right, then I am good to read us out, Chris. As a reminder, Dialage for Heroclix is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Heroclix singles and sealed products. Check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. And a reminder. Go ahead and pre-order your Avengers Infinity Bricks. They're only $117, and if you buy a bunch of Heroclix from them anyways, you kind of have this build-up of a discount sort of thing they do, which is pretty great. Get a couple of bucks off. So definitely go to CoolStuffInc.com and check those out. All right, cool. Sounds great, and we will see you guys next week. See ya. Nice.